0: It's time for us to get a closer look at what's causing all of the buzz online. Uh, for a closer look at some of the hottest issues and trends for our social media, and we're joined by Erica. Good morning. Good morning.
1: Happy Monday. Happy Monday. It is the year end. It is a not. It, it is. Th- it's very much <laughs> the year end. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to
0: let that you know dust settle and be like, yes, 2022 was a rough year. Do you have big plans? No, I really do not. For and the end of the year? I don't either. And the thing is, I don't like, I know I'm like jumping way ahead. I don't like resolutions. I don't like year-end ceremonies. I don't like the pressure around the holidays because something always goes wrong. Uh, the expectation in itself is so unrealistic yeah. and I'm bursting everyone's bubble. All the holiday spirit and the joy
1: is alive. Well, I still hope that you have... Uh, <laughs> A pleasant uh, year end. A very jolly <laughs> Christmas This is why we have found balance with our decorations. Yeah. I mean, this is the most festive <laughs> um, of any place that uh, I find myself in these days. So, <laughs> so
0: please stream us uh, via Arirang Radio yeah. K-Pop. You can find us on YouTube. <laughs> Let's jump into some of these year-end festivities. As we've talked about, yeah. there are words of the year to summarize a year. And then there are... Yes,
1: which are basically um, four-letter idioms, um, which are in Chinese characters. Uh, Each of the characters uh, has a a meaning, and put together... It's an idiom. Exactly. (laughs) And a group of scholars
0: each year in South Korea are selected to choose a word that best summarizes a year. And it seems that this year it is directed at the
1: political sphere. That's right. So a community of professors have picked 화이불개 as the four-character idiom of the year. Uh, This is according to a survey of 935 professors at universities across the country. Uh, The idiom topped the list with 50. Point nine percent of the votes. Okay, and I looked at the second place, and it was there
0: wasn't even a, far, a fair right. shot at it. It was overwhelmingly that's right. Kwai mm-hmm. as the four-letter idiom award of the year. Mm-hmm. Now for our listeners, and <laughs> frankly myself,
1: a lot of Koreans. <laughs>
0: This is my first time coming across the four-letter idiom, Quai uh-huh. 불게. So what does it mean?
1: Uh, the idiom, first of all, first appeared in the uh, Analects of Confucius, uh, who said 과이 불게 Shiwi which translates as it is wrong to not correct the wrong. This is the definition of wrong. Okay, I have to read that one more so time. So to know that you've made a mistake, mm. or to know that you have done something wrong, and not to fix it, and not to fix it is wrong. That is by definition yes. being wrong. Ha! Huh. That's right. So Bulge also appears in the annals of the Joseon Dynasty, um, in the diary of Prince Yeon-san-gun. and there is a line in the annals that criticizes the prince's decision to hire somebody who is rather unqualified. Mm. a court servant who is unqualified in spite of strong oppositions mm. uh, from his close aides okay. now this is described this behavior is described as wrong <sighs> okay i want to
0: i want some sort of explanation because it was a team of professors deciding that this is the word
1: of the year or the idiom yeah. of the year there must be a reason right <laughs> so uh, Park Hyun-mo, who is a professor at Yeoju University, explained that the four-letter idiom word shows the typical words and even actions of Korea's political leaders mm. of today. Uh, so regardless of whether they belong to the ruling party or the opposition party... Once a, a problem or a wrongdoing is revealed, they tend to blame the previous administration rather mm. than taking action to perhaps fix the problem and to move <laughs> forward. And that's what the public wants, it seems yeah. at large. Uh,
0: however, I don't know why this has become sort of the norm in the political sphere. Yeah. It's not to single out a particular
1: administration. It's a back and forth. Is that's not, right. The blame game. Yes. Now, the more important reason, however, they recommended or picked mm. this idiom is that they collect wondered if there was a case in our own history... (sighs) Where leaders actually took action to correct their mistakes. And there were, in fact, several examples of such cases. For instance, there were many instances in which King Sejong, who we still refer to as uh, the great king, accepted his faults, reflected on them, and corrected them. What is remarkable is that there are documentations of that. Yes, that's right. It's a king with
0: an absolute power admitting to his wrongdoing and trying to correct it.
1: Yes, and due to King Sejong Reflection and the countermeasures that he took, uh, there were no large scale uh, accidents perhaps uh, related to safety uh, during his reign. That's kind of remarkable if you think about it. I mean, if you think about how these palaces were
0: built and how vulnerable they were, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Maybe today's leaders can, Mm -hmm. I don't know, look at history, learn a lesson, or perhaps two from these examples. That's right.
1: Mm. Um, We mentioned that this was uh, basically a survey, right, of uh, close to a thousand professors across Korea. Uh, I want to mention a couple of other uh, four-letter Runners. Yeah, idioms. Right behind Kwaibulge were yokke michang or the more you try to cover something, the more visible it becomes. Interesting. Uh, that one took 14.7% of the votes. Mm. Um Nuranjivi was another one with 13.8% of the votes. Nuranjiwi uh, means uh, as precarious or as risky as many eggs stacked on top of one another.
0: Okay, interesting. So they kind of go hand in hand if you yep. think about it, right? Yeah, a reflection this.
1: of the times. Right,
0: right. Uh, it's certainly different from the words that we saw named by the English dictionaries, right? That's right. It's different because I think when you take a, a vote online, mm-hmm. is it usually more of the younger uh, generation? Absolutely. and this oh, is yeah, chosen we by just professors. recently talked about yeah. one. What was it? Goblin mode? I was going to say one? zombie mode, but it's goblin <laughs> mode. <laughs> yeah, just, goblin it's mode. not sticking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, goblin mode. Yeah. What was the other one? But anyway, our point being... Gaslighting was the other one. Yes. Yep. I think gaslighting is a little bit more universal yep. isn't mm-hmm. it. Will you live it for a I mean, there seems to be many ways to summarize the <sighs> end of the year, uh, the... Professor's choice in South Korea was Kwai <laughs> game. <laughs> 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 yes. On to our second story of the day. Uh, a local NGO, ever heard of Vonk? We talked about mm-hmm. them quite a few times. They published English Map of Korea
1: and its equivalent World Cultural Heritage Science. That's right. Uh, Vonk. Uh, is short for the Voluntary Agency Network of Mm. Korea, and it has unveiled a world map showing Mm. 21 UNESCO-listed intangible cultural heritage of Korea and uh, of some other parts of the world as well. Uh, The most recently listed UNESCO cultural heritage of Korea, which was Mm. Taichum, we talked about it uh, during this segment, Uh, that was added on November 30th. That's not shown on the map, but all the other cultural heritage uh, are. Now, the cultural heritage map is part of the civic group's New Hallyu Project. Uh, It's aimed at encouraging some 150 million Hallyu fans around the world to uh, expand their interest
0: Uh. uh,
1: and knowledge of Korea beyond Korean pop culture. Mm. And of course, timing is always important. The map comes in the midst of Japan's continued claim of sovereignty Mm. over Dokdo Islet and uh, China's cultural appropriation of kimchi Mm. and hanbok. And uh, Vong says it has created an intangible culture Cultural heritage map to properly inform the world of Korea's history, cultural culture and territory. I, I guess somebody has
0: to do with a sense of urgency, and Vank has definitely been yes. in the front
1: lines for that, yes. right? And they immediately
0: upload without yep. all the bureaucratic hurdles. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. Yep. Uh, as you mentioned, maybe it's not just limited to uh, relaying a South Korean mm-hmm. World Cultural Heritage sites. Is that map
1: just Korea? Um, the map actually features a world map okay. and a map of the Korean Peninsula. Uh, Korea's 21 intangible cultural heritage are shown with photos, also descriptions, and a thirty. 30- Five intangible cultural heritage from around the world and the national flags of 195 countries are also shown on the maps. So let's talk about some of the illustrations <laughs> that are on the map. We're streaming the, the the image of the map right now with all of the 195 uh, countries' I maps. I assume you can uh, zoom uh, in flags. if you're on the
0: website, yeah, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. tiny.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's tiny. So just basically... Use your use your device. Use your yeah, device. Yeah. <laughs> so the illustrations include Korea's Jong culture, Nongak uh, uh, culture. Nongak refers to like uh, I guess. Community music that involves all kinds of instruments, okay. you know, and dance and rituals. Mm. Uh, Arirang, of course, mm. a Korea's best known folk song. <laughs> uh, Pansori, mm. uh, which is uh, musical storytelling. Uh, for other cultures, uh, UNESCO listed uh, cultural heritage. We have Turkey's arts of the meta public mm. storytellers, uh, Iranian music, and many many others. So, if you're curious, you can go online. And check them out. They clearly make it easy, don't they? I mean, yeah. I feel like, I mean, as long as I zoom in onto some mm-hmm. of those images,
0: I, they created really beautiful illustrations. Yes. Okay. Uh, wh- I, we like simplified things,
1: don't we? <laughs> uh, where and when will these maps be distributed? So, a total of 10,000 of these maps mm. are going to be distributed to uh, schools worldwide, according oh. to Vonk. Uh, the map can also be downloaded for free at their official website. Uh, to give you a Bit of context of who Vonk is. The Civic Group has been working since 1999. Mm. It's worked with volunteers to create and distribute over 1.5 million copies of 105 different types of materials on Korean culture and history.
0: And we do talk about them quite frequently on the yep. show, don't we? I mean, we yep. do
1: have an online presence, mm-hmm. so it's
0: talked about quite frequently. That's right. Let's move on to some World Cup coverage. Now, we've heard of soccer moms. We've heard of stage moms. Yeah. Do you think that is the backbone of a lot of success stories, uh, one might argue, definitely? Yeah, uh,
1: definitely from Team Morocco. Yes. Uh, who have basically stunned the world. Yep. Um with, uh, you know, they've advanced to the the, the top semifinals. Fours, yeah, and uh, what? they'll be playing against uh, is it France they'll yes. be playing against? Yes, yes that's yeah. right., um, you know, after they shocked the football world by defeating, well, Belgium, Spain, some of the strongest teams in the world. They're in the top 10 of FIFA's rankings. Portugal. And
0: this is unprecedented. Like, it's the first for any country in, I believe, Africa and the Arab world to
1: advance to the semifinals. Yeah, that's right. And every time Morocco won, you see um, the players, uh, including Perry, uh, Saint-Germain, fullback, Ashraf Hakimi, running to his mother. And there's a a viral photo where his mother is basically pinching (laughs) her son's (laughs) cheek. And, you know, he he kisses his mom openly. Uh, Yes. In front of the cameras. Lots of cameras on there. Yeah, exactly. Not stopping the guy. And it's it's like melting people's hearts all across the world. And, uh, you Mm. know, Hakimi has... uh, tweeted several times, you know, the caption, I love you, mom, (laughs) underneath one of these, like, super sweet sweet. photos. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently, on the instructions of coach Walid Rigragi and the Royal Moroccan Football Federation, family members chosen by all Moroccan squad members uh, were presented with an all-inclusive trip to Qatar.
0: Okay, so that's really
1: good on the Royal Moroccan Football Federation, isn't it? That's right. Now, to quote Al Jazeera... Morocco's base at Wyndham Doha West Bay Hotel occasionally feels like an adorable parent-run summer <laughs> camp. Uh, for some, like coach uh, Rick Raggi's mother, the trip was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You know, he's he's never she's never traveled to watch him okay. over the many years. Okay. He's played as a football star and a coach, and uh, she's been living in France for more than 50 years, and this mm. is the first competition that she left Paris for.
0: Look at that. Look
1: at how happy the two I know, look. and they're dancing. <laughs> on the pitch oh. <laughs> there, there's so many images and videos online that oh. you can check out if you didn't think there was enough drama at the World uh, Cups I think that's a special moment yes that's right and all the parents uh, they're gushing about how they consider all the boys and the squad <laughs> as their own it's really genuinely really lovely I was gonna say yeah. I
0: mean who knew <laughs> that this could be an angle right I, yeah. I thought it was just an exciting underdog story but there's so much more to who made these underdogs succeed at the World
1: Cups that's right yeah You know, um, it's a mishmash of uh, birthplaces for the players on the Moroccan team. Mm. Uh, You know, many people might assume that this sort of scenario would complicate team Mm -hmm. chemistry since the players have different upbringings. You know, they were born in uh, the Netherlands. Some were born in... uh, Paris, someone born in Spain. Um, But, uh, you know, this mishmash of birthplaces seem to have worked for Morocco. And one of the reasons is that those in the diaspora Mm. uh, are possibly even bigger fans of the Moroccan national team than some at home. That's really surprising, yep. isn't it? I mean, we, we
0: question not just linguistic and cultural barriers, but yes. the playing styles, yet somehow they were able to bring it together by being the biggest fans of Moroccan national That's right. team. Okay. You know, there is
1: a is a deeper okay. sociological context to all of this. Um, after facing off against Belgium, Morocco played against uh, a second Western European country, Spain, mm. uh, with a sizable Moroccan diaspora. And then that, okay. that includes 14 of the 26 players in the Moroccan squad and uh, this makes Morocco one of the most reliant on diaspora talent of the 32 competing countries. Now, many of the players' parents have been boasting about their children's passion for the national team (laughs) and their decision to represent Morocco instead of, you know, seeking to play for the country of their birth. Mm. Yeah, That's special, isn't it?
0: I mean, we can't highlight the fact that enough that Morocco was not even shortlisted as one of the favorites to win. It was highly a favorite now. And the fact that they've reached the semifinals all on its own yeah. is
1: exciting. It's the first time since 1986, folks. Yes. You know, and there's something about rooting for the underdogs. Oh. Yeah. So I, I can't wait to see, um, you know, how it fares for Morocco and I, the rest of the World Cup. I know. I know Team
0: Korea has returned home, yeah. but I mean, I don't know why this is relatable.
1: Yeah, I know. Millions <laughs> of fans, you know, the Arab world mm. behind Morocco. Have you seen the Moroccan fans at the stadium? It's like a whole. Game for the Moroccan team. It's, it's incredible,
0: hard to ignore yep. the cheers and the chants, and yeah, just the, the thunder clap, the yeah. whistles, I'm
1: telling you relatable.
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Erica, for Pleasure. the coverage. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input.